good Sunday morning. Welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkie Sunday Rise. It's Championship Sunday, baby. Championship Sunday. The Sideline Sunday Rise. And that's me. That's me. I'm the big guy, KG. Uh, that's the incomparable, the undefeated, the well-versed Midnight Rider. And we are here to bring you the... NFL championships, man, and, and a little bit something else, but mostly NFL championships. It, first and foremost, Midnight Rider, how you doing today? Man, I'm good, man. Doing real good. I think I'm on from you. Yes, I am. Yeah, I'm doing real good, man. Making sure I'm not a victim of the mute button. Um, <laughs> trying to get these numbers in real quick so we can go off of this line real quick. But other than that, man, I'm good, man. Solid. Good, good, good. Um. Man, you know, Championship Sunday, th th this time of year, I think this is one of the greatest times of year because you got conference championships on Sunday. Then, uh, what, the Super Bowl's in, what, a week or two weeks? What, what are we doing the Super two Bowl? Two weeks. Then? Two weeks. So uh, let me see. Super Bowl. And what – dang, what Super Bowl is this we playing? What is this, 96, 97? I think it's 54. I think it is 54. Nope, 57. God dang. And we up to 57. February 12th, 2023. It's a little getting old, man. Getting old. Yeah. Look, I, I still remember, uh, of course, one of the greatest Super Bowls of my lifetime, Super Bowl 26. I do remember that. Yeah, we got two weeks. Here's the crazy part about this time of year. This is why I love it. You get the last weekend in, 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 in January used to be Super Bowl. But when they switched it around, they made the season longer. You get Royal Rumble, which was last night. Mm -hmm. You get the conference championships, which is today. Then you get, uh, I forget, next Sunday you get the Pro Bowl. Which, which should have, I've said this before on many shows, it should be a spectacle like uh the in uh the NBA All-Star game where you have skills competitions. Bring back quarterback club for Pro Bowl weekend. I guarantee you, you'll get a lot more viewers because that was great to watch. Bring back your fastest man competition. Bring back those type of things. But um, you got the Pro Bowl next week, then you got the Super Bowl. Then after the Super Bowl, we got NBA All-Star Weekend. That's why I love this group of Sundays because it's always something to watch. And then right after that, rookies. Pitches and catches report to fucking training camp. This is most people say the most wonderful time of the year is when your kids go back to school. Now nah, the most wonderful time of the year is this little month and a half of sports because you get everything. You you get sports overload and you get fat and full off of the four major sports. I love it, man. I love it. Then the NBA starts to really ramp up after All Star Weekend. And then the playoff races start getting tighter. Teams that were fringe teams either going to make a move or they're going to fall down. The top team got to keep, keep keep going. Man, it's so much that, that happens in the next month and a half. And I love it. I love it. This is this is the hardest part of the year for me because I know football is ending. So football takes up so much of my calendar on Saturday and Sundays. And now I just become free. Now I got to figure out find shows to watch. You know, I probably end up watching something. I don't know. So if you need if you got show suggestions, put it in the thing. Cause right now, brother, from from like once once we end the show, 
So now until three, I might watch college basketball. I might not. Well, shoot. You like, want shows. Your TV is gone now. You want shows. I got shows for you. All right. I got shows. You can watch Young Rock, which is actually pretty right. good. Okay. Young uh, James wouldn't agree. Nubian and Sumo would not agree. But Young Rock is pretty good. Um, Godfather Harlem is really good. I want to get into Last of Us because the game is really good. I want to see the TV show as good as the game. Okay. Um, of course, The Walking Dead is over, but I've been binge watching all the early seasons of Walking Dead and refamiliarizing myself with it before I really get to the end. And then we still got movies for The Walking Dead coming. Uh, man, you got so much that could go. I mean, hell. You can always hit YouTube and watch NBA Open Court. Yeah. You can watch America's Game. I mean, you know, it's so much that you can watch. And I spend a day, any day, especially a, a, a Saturday. Saturday, I don't have anything to do. Man, I will turn on On Demand, and I'll watch Good Times from Season 1 to Season 7 in a day. And I, it'll just play over and over and over. On, and matter of fact, it's on Peacock. I'll watch that all day long. I watch that. Oh, don't get me started on Law and Order. You can get lost in Law and Order. So <laughs> it's so many choices. So you don't have to worry about not having nothing to watch. It's a plethora of things to watch. But I, I, I a biggest suggestion: Godfather Harlem. If you have never watched that, start in season one and follow that. We're in season three now. I think this today will make episode three of season two, a uh, season three. And I haven't started. I like to let it go a couple of couple of episodes before I really jump into it on okay. for the new season so I can watch it and I can have time to watch it back to back and I don't have to wait a week. I got you. And then don't forget about in March, you got winning time coming back for season two. What's winning time? Oh my God. You, the dynasty of the Lakers. Oh, uh, Oh my. Oh, Oh, that is good. That That is 10 episodes. Uh yes, okay yes it's actually on HBO Max. Um, Jerry West is a little upset about it. It a lot of lot of lakes. Kareem was upset about it. Jerry West was upset about it. Um, but they shot this. I think they started shooting this show. They shot the first season back in 2019. The pandemic pushed it back. But even Dario got into it, and we watched that faithfully. But nobody else, none of the other side line junkies watched it. So I was watching it by myself in the group. So I was like, yeah, I would love to talk about that. You know, compare what happened in the show to what happened yeah. in real life. Yeah. But, you know, it's options there. And I'm going to give you an option today. We did way too early on Thursday. Ain't early no more. We got Niners versus Eagles in Philly. Uh San Francisco fans have already taken over. They've put uh, uh, instead of the Rocky statue, they call it Brocky. So it's the one thing you don't do. Like you don't you, you don't poke the bear, but I think they punched the bear in this situation by putting the 49er jersey or t-shirt over Rocky. Mm. That's that's and then trying to go into Philly and think you're gonna take over Philly. I'm sorry, it's too, Philly. That's not the place you're gonna go take over. You can try to, you can think it's gonna happen, but that ain't happening. It's going, it's gonna be a couple of um, red jerseys that that have 
And it's not going to be because they were red from the 49er colors. They're going to be red from the blood. Because, yeah, Philly, Philly looks for a fight. So Philly is one of those cities you don't go in wearing the opposing team's jersey. Like, it, let's say we did a day trip to Philly and we wanted to go see Commanders versus Philly. We're not going to wear our gear in the Philly. That's what we're not going to do. We're not wearing our gear in the Philly because we're not crazy. <laughs> this is the same place, even though it was at the vet, but Lincoln Financial Field has a jail and a judge downstairs. You don't go in there. That's hostile territory. You'll get away with it going to Dallas doing that, but you're not going to get away in Philly doing that. It's funny how um, our fan base represents down in Dallas. Yeah. It's probably harder there than anywhere else. And you, you know what? It's probably the same thing that happens here in D.C., mm-hmm. where we got so many Dallas fans here. And, you know, I like to always say, man, you know, furthest y'all been, closest y'all have been to Texas is Texas Avenue. So, you know, oh, I, I lived in Dallas. When did you live in Dallas? I've known you your whole damn life. When you live in Dallas? Boy, you live over there on 43rd with your grandmama. And then you got an apartment down the street on 65th. Shut up, man. I, I know, I've known you your whole life. Stop it. But the fan base is, I love to see it because we might have ourselves a budding rivalry with Eagles 49ers. We might have a budding rivalry. And the Eagles are two and a half point favorites. Of course, this is number one versus number two. Right. I think so, we uh, it earlier, like this is the best, this is the best you can hope for for a championship weekend. I think we got the best four teams. There's no flukes. There's nobody that's gonna get blown out now. I'm I'm gonna say nobody's getting blown out, but the Niners probably have the what's what I want to say the biggest opportunity to be blown out, um, just because the uncertainty of quarterback. And I watched the Eagles. Um, I'm a I'm a sports junkie, so I watched um, somebody's. I think it was Baldy and a couple other people do some breakdowns with the Philadelphia defense, and yeah, oh my. Uh, the way they blitz, the Hassan Reddick, the Josh Sweat, the, uh, I think their defense had 70, 70 sacks or 75 sacks this year, and that's only second to the 85 Bears, who had 80 as a team. Uh, this defense is going to get after them, and Brock Purdy's going to see some things that he hasn't seen before. Uh, I watched a couple of blitz pickups, um, blitzes they sent um, last week against Dallas. I mean, I'm sorry, against the Giants. And, and whew, I mean, we kind of talked about it before when, when the person blitzes and you look up and everybody's still covered, we're still in the world. And, and I think Purdy's going to get some of that today. So it's going to be interesting if McCaffrey's calf, say that three times real fast, um, can, can hold up. And then what kind of plays they make on their side, on the defensive side of the ball. Because I think both defenses can affect this ball game. In a, in a positive way, um, garnering points for the offense, um, making it easy on them, shortening the field for them. But the only problem is they're equally good. They're probably – I don't even know stat-wise if they're one and two, but they're the two best defenses I've seen all year, easily, and the most complete because they are, again, layers. We talk about, you know, like Shrek said, ogres have layers like onions, and these defenses have layers. Whether it's the front four, whether it's the linebacking core, or the safeties in the corners, 
They, they're just layers of talent on this field on both sides. Let, let me say this. I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw this at you. I don't know. I can't remember whose film breakdown it was. That play with a 49ers defense and uh, Fred Warner, he chased down. He moved. He was in the box. He wound up coming across the field and picking up, uh, I think that was CeeDee Lamb, and knocking the ball away. Somebody broke that down, and they said, look at this. They isolated it. They said, how did Dak not see where the blitz was coming from? They do this. It's on film. Mm-hmm. They bring guys up to the left, and those guys fall off, and then it's a guy from the right that comes free. Uh, uh, what's the what's the uh, T.Y. Hilton. Hilton? Then they'll flip it. Yeah, <laughs> T.Y. Hilton was. Uh, he said, "Look at all the green before they pre-snap. Look at all the green." T.Y. Hilton ran a scene, and he went straight up. All Dak had to do was lay that thing out there. He would have walked in the end zone from at least a ten. I mean, and I when I say walk, I mean walk. It would have been to the point they would have just looked up and be like, all right, touchdown, man. Come on. Let's go ahead and catch the extra point. Because he was that wide open. But Dak looked at the blitz. He seen Fred Warner. I don't know if he looked right, but uh what's the what's the what's the uh the, the, the protege of Palomalu? I can't think of his name. Mafanga. Mafanga. He came screaming in from the right. Dak, how do you not see him? And I can't think of who it was. He said, look at look, look at the breakdown. He said, look at this. He said, this guy is standing there in a typical I'm about to blitz stance. Look, don't don't see me. I'm not doing nothing. I ain't doing nothing over here. I ain't doing nothing. He, his hands are down. He's trying to make himself as small as possible. I'm not doing nothing. I'm not doing nothing. Nothing to see. Nothing to see. Then you snap the ball and he's zoom. That kid, How do you not see that? I love that kid. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm starting to become a fan. Like watching him. And watch how he's shooting the gap and timing it just right. I'm loving it, man. I'm a fan of defense, period. But I am loving it. I love Philly's defense. And I think it's blasphemous for me to say that, but I'll be blasphemous on a Sunday. Yeah. I love Philly's defense just, just as well as I love the 49ers defense. But so we got – go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I'll say Philly runs – here's the, the, the irony for me is Philly runs – a similar five-man front like we run. But the difference is their ends are super light. So their ends are probably like 240. They probably weigh like linebacker back away. That's Josh Sweat and um, Hassan Reddick. Um, and I still don't understand why when Arizona drafted Reddick, they tried to make him a line, inside linebacker. Never understand that. Kid can fly. Um, and they're doing they messing up the same way they're messing up Isaiah Simmons, which is a, another show and a topic. But when teams draft players and then miscasting, which we're used to here in Washington. Um, but I watched their ends bail out and go cover the flats. And then the blitz comes from the two linebackers on the inside in the same gap. Um, it's just like I said, it's just beautiful. And I don't even like defense. I don't, I don't care for defense like defense to me yeah let's blitz so that way i can get the offense back on the field and get this over with i don't want to see all this crap i want to i want my offense to move the ball down the field i want to pick you apart run the ball down your throw every now and then and then boom we score points and then we put up as much points you know i like it 40 i like to score 42 you know what i'm saying but back to this eagles game i'm gonna stay on point for this i'm taking the eagles and the minus two and a half because i think They'll win by a field goal, and I think that field goal hit late. And 
I'm going to go under. I don't like to do unders, but I think we might have like a 2017 type of ball game. Because if this is anything like last week's game with the Cowboys, I think the defenses will will reign supreme and the offenses will find limited success. Mm. Mm. God, now you put me on the spot because you got two vicious defenses. And we did it way too early. And I think I, the, I think I picked the Niners and not way too early. Yeah. I think I think I picked the Niners too. And I'm gonna stick with the Niners today. And the Niners will cover. They'll win by three. But this will be one of the greatest NFC championship games in recent history. I think it's this show. Like I will go all week with one thought, and then the second we put the thing up, and I start it's like I think do you ever used to watch um Oh, what's that fantasy football show? Um, uh, my niece is going to kill me because it used to be our favorite show. But there was this guy, Ruxin, on the show. And he would do this thing where all week long he would have his fantasy football lineup set. And then all of a sudden, like five minutes before kickoff, he flips his lineup. And then all of a sudden, the whole new lineup is in there. And like everybody he took out had great games and everybody he put in had horrible games. So, oh, it's called the league. That's what it was. It's the league. Uh, it used to come on FX. Uh, it was like four friends that had like a fancy league, and it was a funny show. Mm. I've I've been there before. That that's a terrible feeling. You think, oh man, this guy ain't gonna play too well today. Let me go ahead and drop him. Then he winds up scoring 42, 43 points, and the guy you replaced him with only give you twelve. Why well, one? I think I was that guy one year that. It was either I think I had Roethlisberger on the bench and he put up sixty-two fantasy points, and I was just like, and I lost my matchup by like twelve, and the quarterback that was in had twenty-two. That alone wins the game right there. That's okay. another. That's another great topic for the offseason. Oh, of course, fantasy football because I, you know what I miss? I miss those fantasy football leagues where I could use two quarterbacks in my lineup. I've never been in one of those. I've been, I was in one. And when I tell you, when you had Seattle Russell Wilson, not Broncos country, let's ride, but Seattle Russell Wilson. And I think I had Tom Brady and Russell Wilson at the same time. And this is Tom Brady and, with the Patriots. This is before we started our own league. So, and put I'm, a pin in Tom Brady. There's two two names you got to put pins in for our fancy. Go ahead, write in the notebook. I'm dead serious. All right. Travis Henry. Oh, Lord. There's a Travis Henry story. Travis it's Henry. A Tom Brady story. Okay. Let me see. Fantasy. Yep. Our fantasy football show. Let's, I'll, I'll try to save those conversations for that, for that, but yeah. All right. But I, I love that. I love to be able to use uh, two quarterbacks because, you know, quarterbacks get you some numbers because they got to touch the ball on offense every time. I got to um, back in the keeper league. That's what I want. I got to get back to. Mm. Because I used to have I used to have stables or running backs in keeper leagues. Oof. Oof. The last three years I've had Josh Jacobs. So I'll put it to you like this. At the height, at their height, one year I had I used to always have LT. I had Larry Johnson, some version of Larry Johnson or Sean Alexander on my squad. Those are my two backs. And then every and the third back would be some whoever the rookie running back was. 
because I'm always drafting rookie running backs. Mm-hmm. It's, it's probably one of the biggest things I do, and I love it because I start, especially my ESPN league that I just finished second in. Um, I start the season with the worst fantasy score. Like, like they always put me last, and I know why. Because I got four rookies on my team that I know by November they're gonna start kicking in and putting putting up numbers. So, yeah, back to James from Sunday. I'm I'm taking the Niners in this one. Okay. Forty-one thirty-eight, last second field goal over. I'm taking the over, old-fashioned shootout, true shootout. Forty-one thirty-eight, not because there's no defense play. It's just going to pop that way. I think both defenses will score in this game. And you know what's interesting about this? Um, and it's not even this game. It's just the weekend. I think there's people always talk about the quarterback position. But if the quarterback ain't got nobody to throw to, mm. then then it's a whole different situation. And if we take the Eagles, Eagles acquire A.J. Brown, put him with Devontae Smith, now you got you got the three Batmans. Offense is moving. Jalen Hurts looks better than he ever looked before. Mm-hmm. Purdy, even though he's a rookie, he's got a running game. He's got Debo. He's got Ayuk, and he's got Kittle. He's got weapons. Mm-hmm. Chase lost your boy, the cheetah. And I'm keep telling you, I'm gonna say this till I'm blue in the face. Kadarius Tony, Jared McKinnon, Juju. Kelsey, like they have weapons. The Bengals, oh my gosh. The Bengals have Mixon, Chase, Boyd, Higgins. Don't forget Samaji P. Ryan. Man, I, that, that dude found him a role. And he stuck to it. Yep. That's all it is sometimes. Sometimes you just got to find the right spot, right team to, to believe in you. That's true. That is true. And then you got even the fifteen. If you say Buffalo's five, they got they went and got digs to make digs. I mean, make Allen better. Mm-hmm. I think when we talk about quarterbacks, and this is where I'm going in this scenario, in this thing is we start talking about quarterbacks. You always sometimes you it's not even sometimes you always have to look to what's to the left and to the right and what's behind them. Because if you don't, you're judging the kid wrong. And 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 that's how I feel about Justin Fields. If the Bears want to trade him. And they don't want a uh, uh, King's Ransom. I, I'd take Justin Fields. I'd give you a Deron Payne um, for a Justin Fields type of move and go with that. Just because Fields is going to make with Terry and um, Dotson and, and Samuel. And then you got B Robin behind them. That makes the team a whole lot better. And yeah. But again, off my soapbox. Next game. Oh, oh, oh. Somebody's knocking at the door. Who could it be? Ah, well, look at who it is. Making girl. her 2023 debut. <laughs> we haven't seen her since last year. The Swamp Queen herself, Lady C. How you doing? Hi. 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 Can we hear me well? Yes. Yep. We can hear you. How y'all doing? Good. How are you? Good, good. Just want to say that adulting sucks. Okay. Mm. Yes, uh, being an adult sucks. 
It's fun sometimes only because you're old enough to drink, but that's it. Well, you know, uh, some people say it, it, it's the most ghettoest neighborhood I've ever been in, and uh, I it give is. it one star out of five. No, I give it zero stars. Do not, definitely do not recommend. <sighs> I, well, look, I spent my whole entire childhood wanting to be an adult so nobody could tell me what to do just for people to tell me what to do. <laughs> 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 oh I man! I missed you guys. I just missed you guys. Missed you guys. We missed you. Of course, we missed you. I told you that yesterday. Yes, yes. <clears throat> I I got a stern. I got a very stern talking to. Um, so I'm good. All right, make that presence known. <laughs> All right, what are we talking about today, guys? Well, we on Bengals Chiefs right now. That's coming up at six o'clock tonight. Um, Bengals one and a half point favorites. Uh, I'm sorry, Chiefs one and a half point favorites. But uh, over under is forty eight and a half. Uh, this is being played at uh, Burrowhead Stadium, <laughs> which is crazy because Joe Burrow kind of sort of owns Patrick Mahomes, kind of like Mahomes owning everybody when he first started. So. That's I think they have three wins against them in the calendar year. Yep. Yeah. So will this um, make number Mahomes, four? Yes, Mahomes is definitely losing steam. Um he's still he's still on his on his on his game, but he's kind of losing a little steam um with that. So hopefully they can they can pull it out. Uh because I think this is uh Burroughs year again. Uh to do what they do. He's on a high. Burrow's on a high. Like, ain't no, ain't no, ain't no, like, Bengals, like, they ain't been this good for shucks since ever. Yes. Ever. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm trying to remember, but it, it, it's not coming. So, yeah, never. Um, so, their best team was probably the 89. Wait, Bengals. wait. So, we're going we gonna to skip over, uh, those Ken Anderson led teams in the seventies with Bill Walsh and Paul Brown. We're gonna skip over uh the Ken Anderson led nope. team that went to the Super Bowl <laughs> in eighty-three. Historian coming. I'm sorry, eighty-one. The eighty-one Super Bowl team. Who, who do you remember on that off that team besides Pete Johnson and Ken yeah. Anderson? Okay. Was was Eddie Brown the receiver at that time? Uh, hold on. I gotta. I gotta. I'm trying. I'm. I'm digging deep in the archives. Trying to think of the, the receiving core. I know they had a cornerback that wore 13. I think his name was Raleigh. Because that's the year they played the championship game in Cincinnati and it was minus 13 degrees. Because they beat uh they San beat Diego. The San Diego Chargers, yeah. Right. James Jefferson, Kellen Winslow. Yeah. They had uh Chris Collinsworth on that team, Isaac Curtis, Steve Kreider, okay. Don Bass, you had Archie Griffin. Okay. So they, they had a squad. I remember that squad now. So Eddie Eddie and company is the next is with Boomer. Okay, yeah. so we're looking at what 30, 40 years? Well, that was just one. When they got Boomer, Boomer just all up. They actually had a team with Carson. I mean, and if Chemo doesn't take his knee out, I think that's a whole different ballgame. Because that Cincinnati team with Chad Johnson, TJ Hushmanzada, who used to be a Conti staple. 
in fantasy football, but TJ was on that joint. Um, yeah, they had a nice little squad area right in that section. All right, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Lady C. I apologize. Yeah, no, nothing, you know, because um, I don't remember any of that. So, because, you know, I wasn't here in the 70s. Wow. Okay. All right. I appreciate I that, but we that after my birthday, and, um, I'm starting to get these AARP <laughs> things in the mail because I'm close to 50. I appreciate that. Mm. Well, so, I mean, and, you know, but, hey, I, I don't, I, you know, because I, I was definitely not prepared for anything today. Um, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and pull for the Chiefs for this. I, I really, I really want Mahomes to get him, get him a good one in. But that's 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 it. Well, that that '88 team featured Boomer Sassy, James Brooks, mm-hmm. Stanford Jennings, Mark Logan, Stanley Wilson, and Icky Woods in the backfield. Uh, Eddie Brown, Chris Collinsworth. Tim McGee. Tim McGee. That's the 85 name I was thinking about. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, because Tim McGee played here. I remember him. Played here in 93. I think I was maybe about four or five in, in 88. We're going to just keep rubbing salt in the wall. Yeah, that's <laughs> what you heard. We're rubbing salt in the wall. If I'm but not mistaken, I, this is the that was the Dan Buns uh, stop at the goal line? Yep. <clears throat> or was that 81 was the Dan Buns stop? Uh, don't get me the line. He can't remember that far back. Mm. Wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I, I miss you guys. I miss y'all. I miss y'all. I miss you too. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got you. That's how we're doing this, Lady C. I got you. Look. The queen returns. You understand me? Mm-hmm. The queen returns. Still with all the shit. And even more. So, what you got, Ben? Uh, it did y'all? Oh. No, I haven't done. I haven't done my pick on this. Um, oh. If you've, like, if you've been watching, I think. I think I have to make it official. Like Joe Burrow is my quarterback. He's my favorite quarterback in this league right now. And and and, and that's a deviation because it used to be Pat. But since the torch is getting passed from Pat to Joe, I think it's gonna get passed here in this situation. I think the Bengals make it four in a row. Because I've never seen the way the Bengals came out the last two weeks, it's almost like disrespectful the way they just walk on the field because they feel like you can't stop them. And they don't care what you do defensively or whatever. They're going to get theirs. They didn't have three of their defensive offensive linemen last um, last week, and they just went through Buffalo like a, a knife through hot knife through butter. So I don't see that stopping. I don't see the Chiefs having enough. Um, and this sounds this gonna sound blasphemous. I don't think the Chiefs have enough to make. To stop Cincinnati from winning this ball game, I think it'll be high scoring. I think we, we definitely gonna hit the over. We're gonna be over forty eight and a half. 
And the Bengals, since I'm getting plus one and a half, I'm taking that all day long because I know the Bengals going to win this outright. But the way Burrow and, and, and the boys, Boyd, Higgins, and company have been playing, man, I, don't, I just don't see a way that the Chiefs can stop this. And I actually think what's going to hurt the Chiefs the most is the fact that you're not going to have a mobile Mahomes. And I was so waiting for Lady C to say, Pat, freaking Mahomes, but she didn't indulge me in that. So um, that's cool. But, yeah, that's just what it is, man. I just think the, the Bengals win this just because of, and I'll steal this, Joe freaking Burrow. No, it's still going to be Aaron freaking Rodgers. I don't give a damn how y'all feel. Um, <laughs> it's not no more. It's Joe freaking Burrow now. I, I look, 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 I look. We're gonna have to pray about that one, okay? okay. Mm. I, I may join, I don't know, but no, 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 okay. Patrick fucking Mahomes and uh, Aaron freaking Rogers, so okay, and Tom the damn goat Brady, but whatever, yeah. I well, yeah. I'm gonna say this it's like sour oh. milk in my mouth when I say Tom Brady. Okay. I'm, I'm I'm taking uh I'm taking Cincinnati in this one, and I'm taking the over. Uh, I think this is might not be a game after the third quarter. I think Cincinnati gets to Patrick Mahomes to the point where he's hurt again, and he's going to have to pull off a miracle. But I don't think it's going to be a game after the third quarter. I think it's going to be over, and the Lamar Hunt Trophy leaves his rightful home of Kansas City and goes back to Cincinnati for the fourth time. So you just said something. Go re- repeat what you said. You said the trophy goes back to Cincinnati, Lamar Hunt, but you said something right before that. But it leaves his rightful home? Before that. It was one more thing you said. I'm trying to think what you just said. Because something struck a nerve and then it caught me, but I I got stopped because I got a 40 year old since I'm, you know, old now, you know, the brain so what, don't the brain don't work like it used to. That uh, passion they gonna get the passion Mahomes. Yes, there was. you go. Cause, 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 what I've seen now is somehow Chad Henney has become Superman. Like no matter what happens, all the Chiefs do is Mahomes goes down, Chad Henney comes in, and he actually leads a drive and looks like a real quarterback. For like 16 plays. And the beauty of it is Mahomes is so resilient that after you get that like little flash of 10 plays of Chad Henney actually looking like a quarterback, Mahomes is like, all right, that's good. Now get off the field and let me do my thing. And I think that's been their saving grace because I think he actually won one of their playoff games last year or two years ago for them. So it's 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 amazing how when you have a good coach. The offense runs no matter who's behind the helm. And then we have talent around them. Like we talked about earlier, thing, good things happen. Thank you. See? But all it took, just it's like a lawnmower. It's like a gas lawnmower. You got to pull the cord a couple times before it gets revved up, man. I hear you. I hear you. But uh, I don't believe in Chad Henney against this, uh, this Cincinnati defense. Sorry. Lady C? Mm. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm gonna stick with my um, my hope of the Chiefs. Uh, I'm not going. 
I'm not gonna get into the the lawnmower reference. Um, but I remember back in my day, I used to have to crank up a damn lawnmower. It took forever to get that damn thing going. But you know, I'm gonna let it go. But <clears throat> my my final pick is is uh it's gonna be Pat. You know, I'm a I'm gonna stick with Pat Mahomes. That's that's my baby. That's my boy. Okay. Uh, sticking with the NFL, Washington Commanders have requested permission to speak to Eric Bieniemy about their open OT job. Uh, the Midnight Rider has something to say about this off air, so I'll let him speak on that. You you, you on the mute? You, you defeated by the mute button. I got you. I saw it. I saw it happening. So number one, um. Eric Bieniemy will not be a head coach in the NFL. No matter what kind of process you put in place, he will not get a head coaching job. I'm comfortable saying that. I didn't want to say it, but I got to say it now because I feel like once you go through this process once or twice, it's almost like they've got so, so much information on you that they're never going to take a chance on you. And it's like becoming the NFL head coach now is more so about um, how young you are more so than about anything else. And I think that's where he's he struggles or he's going to struggle. Now, the rumors are he's, of course, has an interview with the commanders. There's a talk about him and the Titans and there's talk about him with the Ravens. If I'm him, my pie chart or my ranking of these teams is one Ravens because I have the stability of John Harbar. That's the right Harbar, right, John? Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's, it's just Harbar. Um, and I have an organization, and then I have I have Lamar Jackson. And hopefully, if you know, maybe the sun shines on the GM's ass, and he decides to draft a receiver or sign a receiver to make Lamar actually worth his while. Because um, even Lamar made Hollywood Brown look pretty decent when Hollywood wasn't dropping the passes he threw to him. So with a Bateman and another receiver on that team, that can work out. Um, number two would be the Titans. Again, job security, because you got Rabel who's been there for about 10 years now. And, and, and that situation kind of is not in flux. And then three would be Washington. Um, and the reason I would even consider the Washington job is the talent around, like we talked about earlier, the Dachshunds, Samuel, B. Rob Gibson, um, I'm I, no shock Mc, here. McLaurin, yeah, McLaurin, and no shock here. But I'm drafting a running back this year. Um, yes, I'm drafting a running back. There's a kid out of Texas A&M. I think his last name is Lashane or something like that. He's a return man and he's a running back. Boom. I, hey, I like Jonathan Williams. I like Patterson. But they don't give me what I need. I need a return man. That's what Gibson comes in. Yeah, he's a kick return man. I need a punt return man. Mm, I, can't, okay. I can't have I can't have Captain Fair catch back there. Yeah, Dax Milne. I, I I never liked Dax Milne back there anyway. No, he I just, like him because he doesn't he doesn't lose the football. I get it. And no, I, I need, I need like somebody, somebody to advance the ball. I get that. <clears throat> but when he I used to say whenever people complain about him, I was like he catches the ball. Because that was our issue with Steve Sims. 
Steven Sims' is, biggest issue was he did couldn't catch the ball consistently, and he would put it on the ground every now and then. So now, Dax Mill, he catches the ball. I have nothing else good to say about him, but he catches the football. But yeah, I think I think Eric Bieniemy is in a bad spot because I think he's I think he has 16 head coaching interviews. So I think he's at a point where of no return where he cannot he's not going to impress anybody anymore because the book is out on him. And now I think he's becoming the Jim Caldwell version, the younger Jim Caldwell, where he gets the interview just to fulfill the the um Rooney rule. And then that's even crazier is, think about this. The NFL is incentivizing teams to hire minority coaches, and they still won't do it. That says a lot. I don't need that there. That says a lot. But I think the Rooney rule needs to be revised because teams skirt around. You know who you want. You fire your coach. You already know who you want. And, of course, there's backdoor dealings and things like that. And with those backdoor dealings, guys like Eric Bieniemy, Jim Caldwell, Steve Wilkes, uh, Lovey Smith, uh, Raheem Morris, guys like that do not get a chance again because there's already backroom dealing. So, we're, let, hey, let's call in Jim Caldwell and have him interviewed. Uh, all right, yeah, well, we take you out to dinner and give you a nice dinner, but we're not going to hire you. Or you'll interview a minority, head, a minority position coach on the staff already or in the building, knowing full and well you're not giving them the job. I had a running joke, Jerry Gray. I forgot what year what he was in. Um, he got interviewed by Washington. And I really believe wholeheartedly that Jerry Gray was at the coffee machine. Bruce Allen came in, said, what do you think about coaching this team? He said, oh, man, this team is – it'd be nice to coach this team. He said, all right, cool. And then he wrote down Jerry Gray's name as an interview, personally interviewed for the job. Like, I, I, I think it's such a sham at this point that um, we always talk about, like, black coaches not being able to pick your opportunities. And I actually feel bad for Byron. Because I think Byron messed himself up by not taking the opportunity last year. And I think he's going to fall out of the circle of guys being considered for head coaching jobs. And it's amazing to me that last year when the Bucks offense was running well, it was all about Tom. Tom Tom did this. Tom did that. We discredited Byron. But now the offense struggles. Who gets the blame? It ain't That's Tom. That's that's crazy. It's 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 the way the world works. Exactly, but yeah, I, I don't think the enemy ends up here. I actually think um it's either Shermer or um Zampezi. And then I think they bring in somebody else. Now, the other thing I didn't know was and I forgot about on the defensive side, I think Del Rio's contract is up. So the question becomes does Steve Wilkes become your DC? slash DB coach, or you bring in somebody young to coach the DBs, um, dear Washington fans, don't please don't ever say the name Daryl Green for this because he's not a DB coach. Um, he coached this DB. He just talked to you, dog. He didn't coach you. If you wanted to be coached by a real DB, you should have you gone to the GOAT, Dion, and, and stood at the foot of prime. But, but Daryl can't teach you technique. Daryl was just saying Shit. 
He ain't teach you nothing, dog. He, he, told, he told me enough. He, 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 you was just so so bright-eyed and bushy-tailed that he could have told you that the sun spins backwards around the earth. You'd have been happy with that. So don't even don't even start that. Your point you, being? You, 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 you like that lady that tested him a Jesus garment. You tested him a Daryl Green's garment, and you was good to go. <laughs> I ain't got no comeback. I'm gonna leave you alone on that one. <laughs> I ain't got no comeback. But uh, 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 you said Zampezi. Zampezi's already on the stage. I think he should be the front runner. See what he can do. I mean, you know, this is Ken Zampezi's son. I mean, dude, you can do something. Um, and that's the beauty of this. You just said it like. Like I'm so amazed at how the um, coaching pool, and excuse this word I'm gonna use, but it's so ancestral. So there's like it's either you the son of somebody for the nepotism part, or you the you the son-in-law of somebody. Yeah, and it's all kept in the house. That, so that like, that's how you get coaching jobs in NFL. Yeah, you so gotta like, be either the son of somebody or you gotta be sleeping with somebody's daughter. So like I think like Wes Phillips and, and I might have his I own be sleeping with that somebody, you know. Hey, hey you is. know it's it's a new it's a new you know new world. Um making it do what it do, baby. I mean hey. they they work it very well. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna stop for HR, get me. Mm. Uh oh, I mean, but, truth but, is truth. I, that, that's one of the things. Truth is truth. They y'all can get mad about that, but truth is truth. I mean, some things you just got to. Everything got to be lined up right. Like you either got to be, um, you know, the son of, or son-in-law of, or side piece of. Um, Here we go, lady. See back in the house. Are you? Are you? Might need to be, or you know, just have to. <clears throat> the criteria, you know, is son of. Son-in-law of, side piece of, or the color, you know, the color of your skin um, appears mm. to be what what kind of. Time now, take your time on this one. Let's go. Mm. You, you you barking on the right tree, yeah. Because it's you know it's Sunday, so let me go ahead and preach this. <laughs> yes, indeed, Lord. God is you know, good all the time. Yes. Because if thou art not the yes. right color. Mm. Thou just may not be seen in the room. Well. <laughs> so, I mean, and it depends on how hard you're on your knees. And I'm not necessarily talking about praying either. But, well, well, you know what they say, though. Yeah. You know what they say. Everybody kneeling ain't praying because nobody knows where the nose goes with the doors closed. Mm. All right. Talk to them. Take your time, man. Take your time. So... <clears throat> I mean the way that's that's how it's been like and then you know if you like Tomlin Tomlin's on that bubble you know he's he's ready to be get that boot you know but my opinion he's one of the best no losing season. you know and, and and the opinion of 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 others you know he he's one of the best but um you know he's on that bubble all the time even even more so now because of their season. So, but he was on that bubble from jump. 
he was on bubble when he when he stepped on the scene. Mm-hmm. Well, over here at the sideline of Junkies Baptist Church, what we do here, oh, we talk about things I like the color of your skin. Talk about how that gets you a job, who you're sleeping with, and who you've been with. Oh, to get you going through the day. Yes, indeed. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Did he have to pull out a towel? He pulled out the towel. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, oh my goodness. Let's head to this uh, last topic. I have missed y'all so freaking much. Oh my god! I, I just got to. I have missed y'all. Uh, every every so. Oh, I just watched the show. He knows about that one. Oh my god. <laughs> Well, with this last topic, last night we had an egregious affair of the Lakers being robbed out of a possibly a win. LeBron drives to the lane for easy layup, gets smacked by Tatum, no call. Game goes to overtime, Lakers losing overtime. Before the overtime period at the end of regulation, Pat Bev brings the camera over to the ref, yep, foul. The ref tees him up. You teed that man up because he showed you proof that it was a foul. This is where I'm going with this, and I I really do believe this. I believe there's an agenda at times to make it so the Celtics get W's a lot more than anybody else because this particular referee has the Celtics 36 and two over the last 38 games. He's ref for them. A lot of no calls, a lot of phantom calls, things like that. And let me, let me, let me put it this way. I've been around NBA basketball an awful lot. I know about the, 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 the Jordans intimidating uh, uh, referees into making calls. I didn't see it, Mike. I didn't see it. But if you say he fouled, you're all right, foul on, you know, I've I've heard referees talk about Reggie Miller pushing off and well, we can't call it because it happened so fast and MJ actually traveling a lot when he goes to make a move, but they, his feet are so quick. You can't call it in real time. You can only call it in, 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 you know, when you see it on tape, I get that because human eye, but that call should have been reviewed and it was not. That was, uh, egregious it was foul and downright dirty and i think that that referee should be investigated i think that crew should be investigated and i think that honestly this has to stop i understand we're humans and we make errors but come on now these are fucking errors that should not be made kg you're barking up the wrong tree i know i am because the only one that ever did anything erroneous was Tim Donaghy. Tim Donaghy was the only referee. The only one they showed. No, no, no. He was the only referee to ever show favoritism to a team in like in a gambling scandal. It's no way no other referee besides Tim Tim Donaghy was involved in all of this besides Tim Donaghy. And if you can't hear the sarcasm in my voice, I, I apologize, but it's amazing to me how the NBA and the officials. Look, I coach basketball. 
I know when we crossed that bridge to go in VA and we were playing the VA team and we weren't getting any calls. So I can only imagine what an NBA ref goes through. And this guy, you said he's 36 and two um, when Boston plays. There's another ref, um, I can't think of his name, but when he does Chris Paul games, Chris Paul is like two and 11 um, or two and 14 when he does the games. Like these are stats that have to stick out to somebody in the, 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 the court of fairness to make sense. Like when KG says put a pin in, that's something you got to put a pin in. You got to understand, like you, you got to ask the question, what's going on here. And for this guy to be 36 and two with, with Boston playing, there's, I don't know. I mean, if it walks like a duck and it talks like a duck, it got to be a goddamn duck. Affleck. Exactly. Yeah, it's all y'all. I'm good. I'm, no, I got, I'm, <clears throat> yeah, I got nothing. Um, as, as you know, I'm not um a basketball person, so I don't know if it's wrong. It's wrong. Y'all say it's wrong, and then then it's wrong. Um, yeah. If it's right, then you say it's right. Hell, if you say that the sun is doing backflips, whenever every time Braun shoots a three, then you know, hey, then the sun does backflips. Um, that is exactly how much I know and pay attention to basketball. Um, like I can't sit down and, and go deep into the rules and regs and all of that. And, uh, you know, I kind of pay attention to the politics of it here and there, but yeah, that's about it. No, nah, but you, you, you didn't miss much. You just missed, um, the Lakers getting robbed in Boston. Um, so Tim, if you're watching, I hope whatever beer you're drinking tastes like piss water. Um, so, is it a little sugar okay. gravy in there? Huh? Is it a little sugar gravy in there? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm, I, I'm just saying this is that. That's he understands where I'm coming from with this because he's Boston. I'm LA. Um, yeah, I, I know we got robbed last night, and I just I don't know. I don't know what, I, what the league would do because it's Boston and they love Boston. I mean, we're the only team to ever have a trade, denied or declined because the NBA just said, "Oh, no, nah, we don't like the way we don't like this deal." So, mm. look, I just want to say that you know, hell, the refs got to put their kids through school town too. Now, look, exactly, Dumb everybody got to get it how they can. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, refs got to put their kids through school. <clears throat> them damn school fees be be ridiculous. You know, and don't let them be in sports. Dance line is just fucking retarded. See, you just segue into something that just happened. What was that? Memphis? With the Memphis PD beat the where they put knots on top of knots on that kid's head? That wasn't I don't care what nobody says. That wasn't police work going bad. That wasn't a beating of excessive force that was personal. That was personal. That he fucked up the church's money, and and the church was those five dudes. I don't care what nobody says. Um, and I don't want I don't mean to speculate, but I'm going to speculate like that looked very personal to me. Um, it I didn't watch personal. I just I just saw the results, and when a dude got knocked on top of knocks, that's different. That was a capital A W. 
and they didn't care because they knew that the film was on. They didn't even cut their body cameras off. At least the white cops weren't able to cut the body camera off. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that out loud, but you know what I'm saying. Hey. But, so, mm-hmm. I mean, somebody got to get through school, and I guess those cops' kids, somebody messed up some money for them kids to get get the daycare or whatever it was. But yeah, that that looked very personal and very money related. You don't beat nobody's ass like that just because you was having a bad day. Nah. That's true. You had a bad day. Yeah, I knew you was going to think. I teed it up. I teed it up. Thank you. You won't get this reference, but in that moment, I was Sherman Douglas and you were Stevie Thompson. You won't get the reference. It's old school Syracuse basketball. Yeah. But I mean, you said old school, so I don't get that reference either. (laughs) We are. At the end of our show for today, so we got the we got the one and only Swamp Queen, the Lady C, back in studio today. Good to see her back. Uh, the so boss BJ was supposed to join. Together, welcome back. Welcome <laughs> but, uh, back. Welcome back. Welcome back. No. <laughs> the boss BJ was supposed to be here, but he had some uh, other pressing issues. So we'll hear from him later on in the week. Um. Jeez, man. Championship Sunday. Next week, we got the Pro Bowl flag football team. And, oh. you know, they're they going to go out there. I, I don't even think they're playing flag football. I think they're going to play two-hand touch. But um, if that, you know, no pity, Pat. Hmm. So, they're going to let go back. <laughs> That's old school, pity, Pat. Yeah, no pity, Pat. They might, you know what they should do? They should, for Pro Bowl, on, on top of the skills competition, they should play throwback tackle. Oh no, that that means people gonna get hurt. Yeah, uh-huh. for them they got those. Can't do that. This generation it'd be throwback tag, a throwback grab. Yeah, something like that. You know, throwback. Nobody, you know, come on now. I used to love that man. I used to love when everybody running for the ball and all of a sudden the ball come loose and I just scoop that thing up and run. I used to love that. But anyhow, championship Sunday. Enjoy the games. Because, you know, we going to. We'll be back on Tuesday with the Tuesday night flight to wrap it up and break it down. But until then, we don't do no overtime. We are out of here. Let's go, Hoyas.